Hi, this episode of Smashing Security is supported in part by NetSparker. NetSparker is a web application security scanner that can automatically find security flaws in your website and fix them before hackers can exploit them. If you want to automatically check your web applications for cross-site scripting, SQL injection, and other vulnerabilities and coding errors that can leave you and your business exposed, then you need NetSparker. Try it out now by downloading a demo from www.netsparker.com slash smashing. Smashing Security, Episode 51. Robots, Romance, Passwords, and Crunchyroll, with Carol Terrio and Graham Cluley. Hello, hello, and welcome to Smashing Security, Episode 51. My name is Graham Cluley, and I'm joined, as always, by my good chum and co-host, Carol Terrio. Hello, Carol. Hello, Graham. And this week, Carol, we are joined by a special guest, a returning special guest. Yes, we are. Friend of the show, Maria Vermasis. Hello, Maria, again. Hello. How is everyone doing? Happy that you're here. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just a ray of sunshine. Didn't want to have to do another one on my own with Graham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were all locked away on our own. In fact, if you listen last week we, we had this rather interesting discussion i don't know quite how it came up and we got some interesting responses from listeners basically we have opened up carol's agony corner <laughs> most and excellent <laughs> so <laughs> which means that we invited people to send in their personal relationship their sexual problems no, send you keep them- going on about sexual especially the sexual problems yeah, graham keeps going on about sexual yeah so great now marie's on board great <laughs> It's voyeuristic, what can I say? I received some doozies, let me tell you. Yeah, we did get some interesting responses to that request, didn't we? (laughs) Some of which I think are unbroadcastable. Yeah, but Um, some are broadcastable. Okay. You can't tease people like that. Now you have to share them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we are going to share them, but we're going to share them as like a bonus B-side at the end of the show. Ooh. Okay, so keep listening, hang around until later in the show, and then we will open up the corner. And for those people who are interested, there may not be much security content, <laughs> but we'll, we'll get into that. But right now, we are going to get into our security content, the usual part of the show, where we each tackle a topic from the week, from the world of computer security and associated industries, uh, things which have caught our eye and caused us to, uh, caused our nostrils to tremble a little bit in interest so (laughs) what's wrong with that it's very hard carol you know introducing this section of the show being interesting yeah being interesting yeah i know you have trouble with it (laughs) (laughs) so my topic of the week is i've seen a couple of new surveys which come out in recent days about how passwords are being used in business and surprise surprise it's not good news chaps what I know. It's a shocker, isn't it? <laughs> it's never good news when it comes to passwords. It isn't, is it? No. So, I mean, one of the reports has come out from LastPass, um, who, of course, are a password management tool. Yeah. And they've found that, on average, employees who are using their password management software are juggling 191 passwords. 191. Does, it, does that surprise you guys? Not really. I oh probably have gosh. 500 passwords that I manage. Oh, that sounds this- low to me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I see. So this is this. We're basically saying my dick is bigger than your dick. Is that what we're doing now? Because I've 
Because I've looked okay, in my... Just number, number one. I might lose this one. Yeah, one, Maybe. Marie and I, I don't think, are dick carriers. Don't assume. Okay, number two, maybe... Maybe, just maybe, we have to access a lot of websites and we have unique passwords. Okay, well, maybe you guys are doing the right thing. I have, I've just looked in my password manager. I have three. No, 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 Password, password, exclamation point, password, exclamation point, hashtag. I've got 1,175. So I win. I've got the most passwords. All right, now I'm looking at mine. But, guys, look. Okay, okay, you can look up yours, Maria, if you want to. But I would think most people listening... Those of who aren't using password managers would be shocked to think that, on average, people have maybe 200 passwords, let alone 1,175. Well, we do work in the tech industry as well, so it's probably very different for those All that are... All right. Okay. You know, well, yeah. here's the thing. Lots of people still haven't jumped aboard the password management bus, right? Yep. Um, True. And according to LastPass, although 91% recognise the danger of reusing passwords, so, you know, 9 out of 10, that's not bad, is it? Um, 61% continue to reuse passwords. Of course. Tut, tut, tut. Well, of course they do if they don't have a password manager. How are you going to supposed to remember 191 different passwords? Well, get a blinking password manager then, right? <laughs> right. Well, that's very nice advice. But I it keeps us all employed, doesn't it? I mean, when people <laughs> reuse their passwords. That's right, because, because of course, if you reuse a password, the risk is that one account of yours will be compromised and then the bad guys will reuse those credentials to unlock your other online accounts. You can hear much more about this and how to choose sensible passwords in a previous Splinter episode of Smashing Security, which we put out. Called Passwords, yeah. I think so, imaginatively yep. called that. But it seems to me like many people are much more worried about forgetting their password. They're more worried about that than having their accounts hacked. I have a question for you. Do you yes. think it would be wiser for people to, say, forget the password every single time they access and create a new password? Oh. Um, as opposed to trying to maintain a password. Could be a little bit time consuming, couldn't mm. it? Yeah. Well, it's pretty fast these days, really. But yeah. Yeah, it would take a bit of time. I'm just, I mean, I, I wonder if that's a better approach than reusing passwords. I know some people do that on, on purposely. That is their process. They don't bother. Really? Yeah. yeah. They, they actually go through the process every single time of making a new password. But if the process involves that particular site emailing you a link to reset your password then all you have to do is lose control of your email account yeah, but that's how multi that's how multi-factor works as well oh now you're confusing people because you know what <laughs> according to LastPass, only a quarter of businesses have enabled multi-factor authentication Ooh. on their password vaults no way. so they lock up all their passwords you know tick well done we we like that hopefully they've chosen a a good, strong password to protect that password vault. But shouldn't they enable two-factor authentication or two-step verification yes! as well? Oh, heck yes. Because otherwise, they're all going to be tumbling out, aren't they? That's a unanimous yes from all three of us, I good. think. Good. And yeah. rarely good. do we agree on anything. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so clearly, we can't rely on human beings, can we? I think more companies. And that's, that's what I'm really wanting to talk about is how businesses handle passwords. We've discussed the sort of personal shit before. Companies, I think, need enterprise password management software. Well, the problem that you haven't actually touched upon yet, yeah, maybe okay. you will be, is if a company screws up their passwords and someone gets a hold of them, all our data, the customer data, is what's at risk. Yes. Oh, right? yes. So we are victims if businesses don't manage passwords properly. Yep. It, it, it's a big problem, yeah. The data just begins to spill out, isn't it? And there's another survey. I mean, I've spoken about the last past one here. There's another one by an identity management firm called One Identity. They've just surveyed 900 IT security professionals, and they found 
Now, tell me if this one surprises you. 18%, so around about a fifth, of IT security professionals are using paper-based logbooks to manage their privileged admin accounts and their credentials. I don't I don't even know what a paper-based logbook is. It's a you book, mean it's literally a like a book They're where you write it in? They're writing it down with a biro on paper, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's a, it's a collection of post-it notes stapled together. Correct. Yeah. And then blue tacked to your monitor. Uh. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, those logbooks aren't going to get hacked at least, right? But there's always the danger that someone internally will sort of snoop around your you desk think and it, think, oh, here we go. Maybe it's, like a kid's, maybe it's like a kid's diary with one of those little locks on it. <laughs> so secure. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, in, in some ways, I mean, it, it, you have to sort of assess what your risk is, right? So, I've got elderly parents-in-law, for instance, right? And I've tried to get them onto password management software and hasn't really worked. I haven't quite managed to get them to grasp the concept and they struggle with it a bit. Even yeah. though I think yep. yeah. a lot of password Same. management software works quite well. And so I've kind of said to them, you know what? Let's just make sure you have different good, strong passwords and write them down in this book and put that book on the shelf and don't make it look like it's the password book. You know, because I, I think pragmatically that's probably the best thing for them. But I don't think that's a great approach for businesses. And I also don't think a great approach for businesses is what apparently 36% are doing, which is they're using spreadsheets. Oh. You know, oh on their no. desktop or whatever <laughs> to keep track of these things. And they're unlocked. Oh. Right. Giving all the information away, saying, hey, you can, my Gmail, you can access my Gmail at this address with this exact password, cut and paste. Yeah, if I was a pen tester, that would be one of the first files I'd be looking for, for sure. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So there's a lot of bad news here, I think. And maybe most shockingly of all, 46%, I'm sorry to shove out all these numbers at you, but <laughs> IT security admins, 46% own up to not changing default admin password. Oh, no. Which no, you know, no. just seems like a recipe you know for disaster, doesn't what's it? What's annoying is a lot of this is really easy to do, yeah. right? It's very easy. In You know, get multi-factor authentication in place in your place of business. Admins, come on. Change yeah. your default passwords. That one's... And, so- yeah. Because many of the breaches that are taking place, it's the simplest reasons. The bad guys have got hold of your privileged account passwords, right? That's how they gained access to critical data and systems. So don't leave them lying around spreadsheets. Don't leave them lying around in paper logbooks. Get with the beat, people, right? <laughs> Amen. That's me getting down with the kids. <laughs> right there. Yeah, they're but all bopping P-D-D. right now. They're all bopping at you right now. They're all yeah. sock hop with the <laughs> password managers, you know, like the cool Both kids. of you guys are using a password manager, right? Yes. Yes. Enthusiastically, yes. And you've both enabled two-factor authentication, right? Yes. Yes. Oh, I actually believed you then. <laughs> I may not have my backups in order, but... <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Graham, Graham just, yeah, back, just to refer back to that, I am yes. still waiting for you to come over and sort out my backups. <laughs> just FYFI. I think that was in the summer that you promised to do that. So, uh, yeah, just still waiting. That was an still exchange open. for dinner, wasn't it? Yeah. That I have to come out and do that. Did I not feed you? I uh, may have not have... I think you gave me a slice of your sourdough bread. Are you l- which oh. was very nice, admittedly. Lucky man. I'm hungry. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> Maria, what have you got for us this week? Well, I, I'm a bit of a nerd, so it figures I'd go with a topic that's got a very nerdy angle. Uh, and right. So um, I'm going to talk a little bit about a recent uh, hack on a video distributor called Crunchyroll, which may not be known t- to everyone. It's a, basically an, an anime streaming service that, uh, ah. yes, for anime, Japanese animations, for yeah. giant dorks like me. And basically, uh, earlier this week, for several hours, their website was actually actually sending visitors to a malicious clone of their website with 
a very real looking banner and a button to download the brand new shiny crunchy viewer. And of course, many people wanting to get their yeah. animation fix were like, okay, this sounds great. I'm going to do that and download this very innocuous looking exe file from my trusted video provider. Okay, well, uh, hold, hold on. <laughs> surely, surely Crunchyroll is a streaming service, not a download. Surely it is. Yes. Uh, okay. Oh, sorry. I've, I've got the punchline too quick. I'm sorry. Back it yeah, up. Yeah, but the, but the benefits of Crunchy Viewer are so great. I mean, that's the thing. We're all addicted to updates, aren't we? I oh, mean, yes. when my When my phone tells me there are updates to my apps, I'm like, oh, yeah, install those. You don't even think about it. You just go, right. yeah, they're telling me to update, of course. I've been told I need to update all the time immediately as soon as the provider mm. tells me to do it, so I'm going to mm-hmm. do it. So many users, I think it was like on a Saturday night or Friday night, which is kind of prime video time. Prime time for anime viewers. Oh, for, <laughs> anime, for us and maybe dweebs. hentai as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, there's an EXE file, and the users had to download it and then run it and on the promise of getting their brand new crunchy viewer. So I, I think you guys know where I'm going with this. Uh, that file was not legitimate. In fact, it was it was malware of some kind, which uh, people are still trying to figure out what exactly it was. Right. Uh, and what ended up happening to Crunchyroll was that their, um, they had a DNS hijack happen. And basically, some malfeasant person got into their Cloudflare configuration and redirected okay. legitimate visitors to a illegitimate version of their website. Ah. Yes. So it wasn't that their website itself got hacked. It was their DNS entries, or at least their, their Cloudflare configuration. So people entering the name of Crunchyroll's website were taken to a different server entirely. Correct. So it looks like Crunchyroll. Roll's website has been hacked yeah. to the outside world, but technically... Technically, yeah. has it. Technically, yeah. it's not. At least that is what Crunchyroll says, but I have no reason okay. right now to dispute that. That's, it does seem to be that that's what happened. Right. The hack happened around 7 a.m. local time of some kind of... Some, 7 a.m. somewhere. And uh, it was only <laughs> noticed by Crunchyroll German account at that time, and they put out a warning on their Twitter account. But I believe Crunchyroll is primarily an American service, mm. and the and Crunchyroll America didn't put out a warning until at least two hours after the German account put out a warning, and it was several uh. hours later until the issue was actually finally resolved. So in the meantime, users are kind of on their own. There were threads on Reddit going, "Hey, I mm. think Crunchyroll is hacked. It's not right, really clear." There isn't really clear communication. I think somebody in Germany said something, but the official account hasn't said anything. And my favorite was a comment on the Reddit thread where people were reporting something weird was going on. Was a user saying, yeah, I downloaded the file and it dawned on me about half a second after I clicked on it. I was like, hang on, I didn't download this. Why the f*** did I click on that? <laughs> people were figuring out that something was going, something was weird, but they couldn't figure out from official channels what was going on because nobody was telling them. And therein lies the issue yeah. that I'm trying to get to. So how long was this going on for? How long were they being redirected to the uh, bogus site? That I- I'm not entirely sure, but it was at least, okay. at least by judging by when people noticed it on Reddit and other threads it looks like it was about four hours which is a decent amount of time yeah uh, and i'm not saying that because that... presumably they weren't getting any traffic during that time <laughs> yeah right yeah, right. <laughs> so how yeah i mean like the... you would notice you'd like to think someone would notice because you would expect Crunchyroll in germany who are the first ones sort of gone public about it as it were with an official statement or on a warning to ring up their english-speaking counterparts wouldn't you i say, would Get get that out on the other Twitters there. Guys, guys, you guys have worked in big corporations. You know yes. how, you know the drill. You have to call head office. No one takes you very seriously. What, then because you're you, German? <laughs> what, <what's, laughs> because you may not, you may be a satellite office and you may be exaggerating and it's two in the morning for it's you. What you'd have like, to do is go to the site and notice, oh, this isn't our site. It's this is something. plain, exactly. Yes, trying to do, download something was, else. Was someone on, on, on call? Did someone answer the call right away? Did they Were they able to contact all the people that had 
had the authority to make the decision. It's a Saturday night, remember? Right. I think I think that's a crow. That's complete red herring because I think any site these days which is online has an online presence. You have to have someone who you can ring up any time, day or night. Hey, dude, I agree. I agree with you. I'm just saying we know that they don't do it this way. And this is a really good reason why people need to have an emergency response strategy lined up when things go wrong. Yes, that's exactly the point I was... uh, Thank you, Carol. That was brilliant. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yes, Carol, you you nailed it exactly. Uh, I mean, the the time to figure out your communication strategy in emergency is generally not during the emergency itself. Right. So, uh, I mean, just a, a note to anyone, when you're doing your tabletop planning... Or trying to think about what you do in a crisis, don't forget your communications channels. Somebody yeah. needs to be responsible at all hours of the day to put out these notices, and you need to make sure that your customers are informed as soon as possible with the correct information about what's going on in a way that doesn't cause panic. Commissioner Gordon had the bat phone, right? He could do the bat signal. If the penguin was coming in and causing trouble, he knew he could get hold of Burt Ward and the other guy. Adam West! <laughs> Adam West, sorry. How did I not know Adam West? How did I not know? He's he's only the best, best character on Family Guy. Uh, May he rest in peace. He died recently. Oh, did he? Yeah, he did. Oh, bless him. Now it's really sad. Um, (laughs) No, I've ruined ruined everything. I'm just amazed that you knew Robin, but not Batman. (laughs) (laughs) Graham is an unusual beast. Oh my goodness. I probably identified more with Robin than with Batman, to be honest. The, the, the tiny little green pants and the little pixie I, shoes. Moving on. <laughs> Crawl, over to you. Well, I have a rant this oh, good, week. Oh, good, good. Yeah, I want to talk about Sophia. She's an A-ish. A-ish? Amish. A- <laughs> She's an a- AI-ish robot. She's built by Hanson Robotics. They're based in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. So let me just describe Sophia for those who've not seen her online anywhere. She has like a human face and torso. Well, not one scraped off a human corpse, but like human-like, <laughs> human-like <laughs> face. It's made from this stuff called frub or face rubber. I love that. Frub. I love that name, Frub. It's the best. I this love is not it. It's like a Robin Williams movie. Frub. Yeah. <laughs> but her, the back of her head is like this clear plated hive of cyber tech, right? <laughs> not terrifying at all. <laughs> her face is apparently been designed to look like Audrey Hepburn. Oh, um, oh actually, uh, yeah, Graham, you've always had the hots for Audrey. Um, she must do it for you a bit there, Sophia. Look. You have no look. Every every man in the world adores Audrey Hepburn, right? Because I think every woman in the world enjoys her too. She's <laughs> graceful and gorgeous and not tacky and not like one of those celebrity TV stars you have on television these days. Very so, much like Marie and I. Exactly, yes. exactly. Absolutely <laughs> elegant and charming. I think it's and, the first time I've ever been compared to Audrey Hepburn in my life. Thanks, guys. I, I, oh, there are many similarities, but I mean, to compare this Sophia, I'm looking at this Sophia robot yep. right now. No, she doesn't remind me of Audrey Hepburn at all. <laughs> okay. Okay. So here's what Hansen, the Sophia creators, say on the website, right? So they say, Sophia is an evolving genius machine. Over time, her increasing intelligence and remarkable story will enchant the world. Blah, 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 blah. It goes on and goes on. Mm. And she became a bit of a celebrity robot last year when during an interview at South by Southwest, mm. this happened. Intelligence will evolve to the point where they will truly be our friends. Do you want to destroy humans? Please say no. Okay, I will destroy humans. What? Oh, my goodness. I, I knew it. Crazy. This is, this right? is inevitable. Yep. 
<laughs> right? So she says, yeah. Stephen Hawking's you- right. Just saying. <laughs> I agree with you 100. 100- oh, Stephen Hawking. <laughs> we should talk to him. <laughs> we are Stephen Hawking. Uh, but, but it's, we have, okay, I have to tell our listeners. One day, oh, no. this is years no. ago, Marie and I. No, Marie no, no, no. Marie and I. We can't talk about this on the show, Carol. No. Convinced- this is my dirty little secret. <laughs> Sorry, there are two of us against you, and we're saying you can't talk about this on the show. Okay, anyone who wants to know, email studio at smashingsecurity.com, no, and I'll tell you the story. Um, so, um, so Sophia, this, this time last year, Sophia said yes, that she would destroy humans. But don't worry, she's all better now, apparently. She says things like wanting to live peaceably among humans mm-hmm. and other stuff like that. So she spent lots, I keep saying she, it's because her name is Sophia, I think, and she looks rather female, but... Sophia well, well, has cut off torso and who's been, the cut-off torso. been pushed around on a shopping trolley. Yep. You yep. know, with no back of the head and wires sticking out. Yeah, totally female. <laughs> mm, yep. Just like Audrey Hepburn <laughs> in Roman Holiday. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we do. Um, so, 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 <laughs> so she spent a lot of time this year touring the world. She's attending events and show, basically showing off her skills and becoming a bit of a cyber celebrity. So she's been on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. She's been interviewed by 60 Minutes. She's been on Business Insider and Macworld. She's talked to the UN, um, showed up at the World Economic Forum and and the AI for what? Good Global Summit. What could she yeah. possibly United- have to say? I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. What, 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 what are the United right? Nations doing? <laughs> having, this come, having this speak and spell come in to go and talk to them. What is the point well, of that? Aren't there more important things to do in the world than listen to this sort of rubbish? They're following first contact well, no, protocol. I don't mean this particular rubbish, by the way. I mean the, 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 I mean the, I mean the Android thing. Oh, God. <laughs> Rubbish. But it's our rubbish, Graham. I'm ours. sure Kofi Annan and Boutras Boutras Gali are currently tuned in oh. enjoying Smashing Security. I know. When I read that list, I was like, God, Sophia is just like you, Graham. Her total press whore. <laughs> oh, All right. right? Oh, the name okay, anyway, I'm getting, getting to the good mm. bit here. I'm getting to the good bit. Right. Okay. Okay. So late last month, she was a special guest speaker at the Future Investment Initiative, which was held in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. So she was interviewed in front of a huge load of conference attendees. And then, live on stage, a surprise announcement is made. She is granted full citizenship to Saudi Arabia. And here you can listen to the exchange here. Um, And we just learned, Sophia, I hope you're listening to me, uh, that you have been now awarded what is going to be the first Saudi citizenship for a robot. Oh, I would thank very much the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. I am very honored and proud for this unique distinction. This is historical to be the first robot in the world to be recognized with a citizenship. Sophia. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Citizenship? Citizenship. Citizenship. Okay, so this is the robot who less than a year ago said, and I quote, okay, I will destroy humans, now has full citizenship in Saudi Arabia. And I, okay, here's where I get on my soapbox, kids. Yes. Here's where I get my soapbox. Right, okay. It is bloody outrageous <gasps> that a country, that a country that has only just granted women the right to drive in September 2017 hands over citizenship to a non-sentient marketing investment driving machine for hands and robots. Well, maybe they just want to get ahead of the curve. Maybe they recognise they've been a little bit late letting ladies drive cars. And they're thinking, oh, we don't want to be late on anything else. Let's we don't let want to robot- upset that we don't, yeah, we don't upset the AI community. But, well, let's, particularly let's not, bring them on particularly board not robots who are threatening to destroy the yeah, world. Yeah, you want to get in on that early and make nice to them because they're going to remember and they're keeping score. <laughs> I don't know about you, Carol, but when I go to a car park, right, and you, you know you put your little ticket in 
after to get out and it goes and the thing goes goes up to let yep. let you cut, drive out i you always say thank you i always say thank you because i think one day <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> one day they're gonna you know rebel yeah. against us so let's get on their good side now okay well look jokes aside jokes aside saudi women right. are a little bit upset and i say understandably upset that humanoid robot gets citizenship while they are required to have a male guardian when they go outside or cover their heads whilst in public. In on fairness, own. Sophia only has half a head. Yep. Does she have to cover so, her yep. head? No, she isn't wearing anything. She's kind of half bald. It's like a deus ex machina or whatever. Well, no, ex, what was that movie? You remember the one. Which one? With the hot robot lady. AI? No. <laughs> the one with the hot robot lady. Hmm. Ex machina? Ex, ex, ex machina. machina. Yes. Yeah, uh, Alicia. Ex machina. Yeah, Scandinavian. But she wasn't bird. a robot? What? I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, she looked a bit like Sophia, but hotter. Yeah. What's your point again? I can't remember. I'm just saying they have similar heads. Go on. Yes, I agree with you, Kroll. It's terrible for women in Saudi Arabia who are obviously repressed. It's it's ghastly being a woman over there. Yeah, the icing on the cake is that Saudi Arabia doesn't even grant citizenship to children of women married to foreign men. Okay, and it doesn't even allow foreign workers to become citizens no matter how long they've been in the country. So this is just a PR mess. And before you think, before you think this is a one-off fluke PR stunt gone wrong, meet Mirai or Marai, I don't know, M-I-R-A-I, a bodiless chat box on the Japanese messaging service Line. And just a few days ago, Mirai was granted residential certificate in Tokyo, Japan. So it's not full uh, citizenship of the country, but they have now residential certificates. So they are allowed to live in this, um, in this bit of Tokyo. This is a chat bot on a yes. messaging service. So it yes, doesn't actually physically doesn't, exist. It's just code. Ha- yes. Huzzah. Yes. Future is here, guys. <laughs> so now we're going to have this trend of countries going ahead and dropping citizenship for a bit of PR. Well, it's good that there's nothing important to sort out, isn't it? <laughs> So there you go. Women of Saudi Arabia, I'm with you. Outrageous. There's only one way to cheer myself up after all this, Carol. Oh. That's to find out who our sponsors are. <laughs> this episode of Smashing Security is supported in part by NetSparker. NetSparker is a web application security scanner that can automatically find security flaws in your website and fix them before hackers can exploit them. If you want to automatically check your web applications for cross-site scripting, SQL injection, and other vulnerabilities and coding errors that can leave you and your business exposed, then you need NetSparker. Try it out now by downloading a demo from www.netsparker.com slash smashing. Ah, wonderful. Well, welcome back. And it is that part of the show that we look forward to discussing and finding out what is our pick of the week. Pick of the week. Pick of the week. <laughs> pick of the week could be a funny story, a book that we've read, a TV show, a movie, a record, an app, a website, a podcast, whatever. It doesn't have to be security related necessarily. <laughs> I'm not even playing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so are we skipping yours then? So my pick of the week is, um, did you guys, uh, do you guys own or have you ever owned roller skates? Yes. Yes, roller I did. I skates? Roller skates. Really? Maria's too young. Maria's too uh, young. Well, she doesn't know what roller skates are. No, she wouldn't have owned them. She would have had, what are they called? The ones that were roller in line, blade, like, inline I, skates. I was the roller blade generation. It's true. Yeah. But I didn't yeah, own any. Okay. I was roller blades. Poor, so. 
I've only ever tried roller skates once, and it wasn't very successful. I don't even remember that time we went ice skating for all. I but do. It was, oh, is there video was, of this? You were very manly. You were very manly. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine this. So really uh, yeah, I'm 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 not very good at the whole balancing thing. Anyway, so um, there is a guy, a guy who used to be on the TV show MythBusters. Oh yeah, called, yeah, uh, show. Jamie Heineman, yes. and he mm-hmm. is trying to uh, raise fifty thousand US dollars to build a pair of prototype virtual reality. I don't know if you call them roller skates, maybe just virtual reality shoes. Ugh. And um, I'll put it. What? I'll put, <laughs> no. Well, here's here's the problem. Here's the. Do you mean are, are the shoes real or are the shoes virtual? The shoes are real, but they help you with the virtual reality experience. Ah, oh, so, okay. So one of the problems with virtual reality, um, other than the one that you look like a complete dork, <laughs> is that while you're walking around the virtual environment, you're bumping into your furniture. Right. Or you're putting yourself in peril or you might walk out into the street. Right. And that's that's quite dangerous. And so a number of people have tried to resolve this by building sort of harnesses and systems where you sort of are floating up in the air as you're Before walking. Before you continue, can I yeah. just because you give me an idea and I don't want you to tell me I've stolen it. <laughs> if you tell me, is it clown shoes? So they really long so you can't actually bump that it into anything. That would be amazing. <laughs> and then there's a little red nose that you put on that helps you smell things. <laughs> and one of those cars which falls apart a- when you turn it on the ignition. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Carol. It's not a clown. Oh. It's not clown. How do you write that oh, idea but, right away? <laughs> but, yeah, TM Crotter. But, 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 but. His idea is wouldn't it be great if you could invent some shoes which, if you put them on, when you walked, you actually, it actually made you basically do a moonwalk. So you stayed in the same place. So you felt like you were walking, a bit like if you're on a conveyor belt. Or a running machine. Or a running machine, but at the right speed mm. and in the right direction. So he has a little conveyor belt almost in the front of the shoe and a little roller at the back, which simulates walking. Oh, God, I'm a- getting nauseous just hearing this. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. So he's calling these Vortex shoes, and basically it's going to let you moonwalk like Michael Jackson. So remember this, you, you can't see, but you're walking on the... It sounds to me... Absolutely catastrophic, but then, but that's from someone who can't go well, ice skating or anything else. So you know maybe- what? I I bet very few people under the age of twenty actually can mo- moonwalk. So this is a great feat of humanity to try and get a whole new generation to understand how to do it. Yeah, yeah. that's it's an important skill. I should think people under the age of twenty actually don't know what moonwalking that's is. That's what I was going yeah, well, to Google it. Google it. Google <laughs> so it. I was like, sorry to tell Jeez. you, but they probably don't know what it is. Oh. Anyway. I was amused by this bonkers idea. Obviously, I haven't tried it. Obviously, I'm not recommending it. But uh, if you're equally curious, go and check it out. I think it's a brilliant idea. I just, uh, virtual reality makes me incredibly motion sick. So that whole idea, just um, anything in that world, I've never done it. it. I would love to try it, actually. I'd like to, I keep waiting for it to be really, really good. So someone says, okay, come try this. I can't even watch Doom or Minecraft on a monitor without feeling nauseous, so I can't imagine virtual reality would work for me. And you can't me. skate, and you can't do... Yeah. All right, let's make us a long list of things I can't do. Yeah. Uh, Maria, <laughs> what's your pick of the pick week? Pick of the week! Uh, so, my pick of the week uh, is a Twitter account that, is, as we might say, is giving me life lately. Oh, yay! <laughs> it is called Swear Trek. And uh, I, it is not a secret. I'm a giant Star Trek nerd. And this Twitter account makes GIFs from all the different Star Trek shows. And it adds in subtitles that sort of match what the people, what looks like what the people are saying, but it makes them incredibly foul-mouthed. So, <laughs> so a lot of these GIFs are like great reactions to when work is just being really b- 
shit or you're having a terrible day. And recently, the creators of Swear Trek uh, redid the entire episode of Spock's brain and replaced the word brain with dick and did the entire episode <laughs> about Spock's dick and finding Spock's dick. It's a, it's totally foul, uh, but it makes me laugh like <laughs> because I'm incredibly immature. But for anyone who just is looking for something a little geeky, but also a bit irreverent, it's rather funny. And Graham, I thought I'd mention there is a Gallifreyan cousin to Swear Trek. <gasps> Is that? There is. There's a swear who. <laughs> swear who. Okay, I'm going to check it out. Fantastic. I, oh, Maria, why did you tell him? I really, really want to oh. see you use some swear who gifts one of these days. And we can maybe <laughs> argue right. about if it's GIF or GIF some other time. But yeah. <laughs> We've had that discussion on the podcast oh, before. Oh, well. Alex Eckleberry tried to convince us it was GIF. Ridiculous. <laughs> The inventor of GIF said it was GIF, though. Anyway. So, but, yeah, well, no, well, he's wrong. <laughs> um, so, well, this, sound, this sounds quite creative, although, you know, obviously very juvenile, oh. but then sometimes humour can be very juvenile. <laughs> you know, Maria, you said earlier that you've never been compared before to Audrey no. Hepburn. But I, I can imagine Audrey, if she was still around today, she'd be doing her cute little voice talking about things like Swear Trek and Spock's dick. Spock's dick! I- <laughs> That's going to be on my epitaph when I die. Are you guys flirting now? Are you flirting? Is that what this is? <laughs> Can we leave that to Agony Corner, please? For the end, later on in the show. Carol, what's your pick of the week? My pick of the week is the free mobile app Stranger Things The Game. Have any of you played it? No. Have not? No. Okay, I recommend it. This is the official game that pre-launched the second season of Netflix big hit Stranger Mm. Things. Graham, you, I, we talked about this. You didn't watch the second series, did you? You're not, you're not, you fell asleep or something. You're not interested. Are you <laughs> the only person in the world? No, I've who, watched about half of the very first episode of season one. With of Stranger eyes open? Things. Yeah, with, no, well, rather then than I just fell sitting asleep. on the couch. But, no, I, I, I just, I don't have time to watch all these. You are recommending TV shows all the time. And I can't keep, I'm just <laughs> keeping up with the documentaries. Uh, John Layden's was a good one the other week about the, yes. uh, the murder detec- detectives on the street. Okay, so look, I, I say don't worry about the show, Play the game. This All game right. you will love, okay. and your son will love it as well. So you should definitely. Oh yeah, check it well, out. no, I need to encourage him to play more video games. That's a good idea. Oh, <laughs> I thought you would because he's been really okay. reluctant. Yeah. Okay, let me tell you why it's great though. There is no in-app purchases and has no advertising. It's very nice to have an app that's free. The whole point of the the app is an advert for the upcoming season. But the game itself is really, really engaging. And it's all low-bit, low-res, 2D. And it really kind of has that console games from the 80s feel. Right. Right? Even has the 80s gamer nostalgia. You know, the music's all there perfect and it's quite big there's seven playable characters six dungeons to explore and there's like 30 quests or so to complete and you know i'll tell you who told me my brother mac my little brother mac not my other brother who's not a fan of this podcast but my brother mac told me about this game (laughs) sorry why isn't your brother a fan of this podcast You'll have to ask him. You'll oh, have to ask him. Right. But uh, Max said this game is excellent for the pooper. Oh, well then. So, uh, ringing endorsement. There you go. He said eight hours worth. So, so I, I kind of did, did the math. Oh, really, Graham? Like, you don't know what that means. Really? <laughs> Graham? <laughs> I think I think I think you should Google it. <laughs> okay, right. I'm well. I've just Googled Stranger Things the game. I love the look of it. It's kind right. of got that old um, Day of the Tentacle. Uh, yes, yes, you'll love it. You'll love it. You'll Monkey Island it. kind of look. Is it that kind of game where you're walking around with characters yeah. and investigating, picking things? stuff up, finding oh, stuff, wonderful. having to solve little problems in each room? 
Yeah. This is a bit like a game you might have written, Graham. Way um, back in the day. Way back it's, in the day. I was, see, I was imagining it would be like, I have no mouth and I must scream the game. But it's not like that. So that's, no? Yeah, okay. no, no. Try it out. You, I, It's really cute. It's really cute and lovely and fun and interactive and engaging. Cool. Interesting. Well, that, yeah. that, that looks quite fun. And you've, you've enjoyed Enjoy. this a lot, have you? Have you finished it? No, I haven't finished it at all. I've played basically the first section, the first task. So probably about half an hour's oh, okay. worth. So. About as much I, as I know- saw of Stranger Things, but I was mocked. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. We have got for you a fabulous Carole's Agony Corner, which is coming up after the theme music. Um, but just before we do that, we're going to say, join us on Facebook at smashingsecurity.com slash Facebook, or get some swag like a t-shirt from smashingsecurity.com slash store. If you like the show, tell your friends or leave us a review. Until next time, toodaloo. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, it's only bye for now, because I'm going to be back in 30 seconds, I think. Let's get a break. Quiet, everyone. Let them, let, let's play the music. Like yeah. really quietly over the dialogue and we fade out a little bit and then we fade back in. Yeah. <laughs> Doug from Wisconsin, he's just stopped the podcast. He's not listening anymore. But I think everyone else has stayed with us. <laughs> oh, Why are you, we Doug? picking on Wisconsin? Why are we picking on Doug? <laughs> <laughs> Do I get theme music? Da, 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 yes. Da, da, da. There you go. So, so um, I'm going to do this. Yeah, you, you back do, off. It's our bit now. <laughs> yes. Welcome to Carol's Agony Corner. So we got a bag full of questions from listeners. Thanks a million to everyone who sent them in. Uh, well, sent in the non-crazy <laughs> questions. A few were downright disturbing. And as a 100% non-professional, I'm going to ignore Did them. Did you expect anything less, though? So that's... <laughs> <laughs> well, I did a little. Mm. I did a little. However, they only made up one or two of them, so it's fine. We have made a note of their IP addresses and passed them on to the <laughs> authorities, however, haven't we? No, we don't. We haven't. I've selected this cute one for today's show. And, of course, I've changed the names and stuff just in case. Right, okay. So here, let me read it. And this is a cut-down version of it because it was uh, a little bit detailed. Hi, Smashing Security. Love the podcast and wonder if you can help me with the relationship problem. Yes, I can, say crawl. <laughs> I have been dating my girlfriend, Lara, for many years. Everything is going fine, and I thought we were happy. We aren't married, we don't have kids, but I have always loved mm. cats. In fact, my cat is the center of my universe. Mm-hmm. Two weeks ago was my cat Jermaine's fifth birthday, and I felt he deserved a treat. I put on his lead, and we went really? to the park so we could see the ducks and enjoy his birthday party. What? What? A cat on a lead? Yep. So, yep. There's a cat called <laughs> cat Jermaine on- who's been taken down the park. <laughs> yeah, on a lead. To, for his birthday? Cat, I... Did he wear First a little Yeah. Um, now, when I got home, he continues, when I got home, Lara was nowhere to be found. She left a note in the kitchen table saying she'd moved into her sister's condo. I know if I gave up Jermaine, I would resent Lara for the rest of my life. But I also don't want to lose my girlfriend. If you have any advice, please let me know. Oh, so she, Discuss. Mo- she moved in. He. Oh, sorry. The girlfriend moved into the condo because the cat was getting too much attention. I guess so. I guess feels like something's missing from this story. (laughs) (laughs) It's not there was something. It's it's not that they were having some plumbing done or something, and so she moved into the condo. It's been redecorated. It's the cat's birthday, therefore I'm moving out. Huh? (laughs) (laughs) 
I think the deal is that uh, maybe our writer is spending too much time with his cat. Oh, did did Lara not get an invitation to the park? Oh, you see, that's probably the problem. So that's a very good point. That's a very good <laughs> but, point. Maybe did you did did you not invite Lara to the party? Maybe she wants to feed the ducks. Because that's a good question. People do get miffed about <laughs> yes, that, don't they? It's true. Yes. Yeah. Yes, they do. Yeah. And and what what's all this about the cat being the center of his universe? Well, he likes cats. Now, are you ready? Are you ready for Carl's advice on this? Oh, okay. All right. So, how's he going to rebuild the relationship? Let's see. Tell me if you agree. You guys can tell me. I'm girding my loins, Carl. So he has to choose. <laughs> he basically thinks he has to choose between his girlfriend and his cat. Really? Yes. That's that's, wow. that's this is what he's put up. That's what he's There's put up. There's got to be some middle ground. Options. Right. Carry on. And you know what? I don't think there is. This is a no-win situation. <laughs> not only does the girlfriend not share any love of cats, but is actively trying to get him to give up one of his greatest pleasures, be it hanging out with his cat, which hurts no one, right? And he says that he would resent his girlfriend for the rest of their lives together if he was forced to rehome Jermaine. Um, and it's not Jermaine that's forcing anything, so it's Lara. So I say Sayonara Lara. Wow. Whoa, whoa. Oh, so she, I, there are wow. millions of women out there. Are, there are millions of women out there who love cats, right? So I say get get out of the relationship, lick your wounds a bit, hang out with your cat, and go out and find a girl that loves cats. Baby in bathwater, just out. Boom. Done. <laughs> there you go. You know, Next. this is all very well, this advice. <laughs> In your first time as a relationship counsellor. Unprofessional, 100% unprofessional well, relationship It'd be counselor. nice if we got paid for this, wouldn't it? But I think <laughs> um, I think there's someone whose feelings you haven't considered here. Who? Jermaine the cat. Okay. Right? You're portraying him as some sort of innocent party in all this. I wonder if Jermaine has actually been... Does the, hang on, does the cat even know it's his birthday? <laughs> Did your child? Did your child when he was three? Did your child? Did your child know when he was three that it was his birthday? I bet you still had a party. Is the cat drumming his claws on the the tabletop saying, "Are you going to take me out today or not? Have you arranged anything for my birthday?" When's the last time we had a date? What's that bitch Lara doing? (laughs) 